0: Hey y'all, welcome to Water Break with the Water Boy and the comedian next door, John Brannion. I'm your, I'm your logo. Is that how your logo kind of looks? No, no. No, not not even close.
1: Not even close.
0: It's good to be with you guys on Thursday evening. Uh, hope you're having a good week and getting ready for uh, Christmas, the holiday seasons, all that goodness. We have next a busy next couple weeks um, with uh, Christmas, family weddings, stuff like that, so... Uh, and and wrapping up school for the kids too. There's a there's just a lot going on. So, but good to be with you guys. Uh, also, don't forget to catch us on our Sunday special. We got some great interviews coming up with some pastors from Canada, and uh, get to dis- discuss with them what's going on in Canada and some of the plays they're they're looking into running. Um, uh, lastly, the other thing I wanted to kind of bring to your attention is um, I've actually. Been having a lot of calls with um, Christian businessmen, CEOs, and so forth. And um, a number of them, I think, want to start doing like a monthly call, maybe a quarterly call. We haven't haven't quite, uh, are sure, but if you're a CEO or a business leader, um, that's at that genre, at that C level, um, uh, email me at waterboy at crosspolitik.com. Uh, just Christian businesses need to start networking together, need to start. Uh, connecting and there's a lot, um, I think in the future that we need to be planning for. And so this is a kind of our way of maybe having those conversations and, um, serving each other and helping each other and, uh, being able to maybe even provide some advice and counsel in what's going on in your neck of the woods. So with that said, uh, I got to bring you to my corporate sponsor for this, uh, f- for cross politic, but also for the show, uh, dime payments is a Christian owned processing payment business. Every business needs a payment processing system. I do. CrossPolitik does. Uh, so, so go to DimePayments.com forward slash FLF and sign your business up forward slash FLF because Diamond Payments supports us when you sign up through that link. Work with them. They support us. They won't cancel you like Stripe canceled President Trump. They won't cancel you like Melchimp canceled the Babylon Bee. Uh, and like we've been canceled on YouTube on and off youtube's fickle with us right now we're on youtube right now so check them out at least have a phone call with them uh and tell them that cross baltic sent you i love working with these guys um it's been a fantastic uh time uh already transitioning over to them so we're slowly trying to get off stripe and paypal and some of these other uh processing payment systems so dime com forward slash flf john you need to get on there man
1: i you're right in fact, I talked to them at the conference.
0: Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, they're they're good guys and they go to our conference. It's pretty pretty cool. John, did you see this uh past week, this man who wants to be a woman? Uh and apparently he he swims for University of Pennsylvania.
1: Uh huh. I did see that.
0: U of P. Mm-hmm. And
1: And he is a uh, dominating. Yeah. So if I don't understand.
0: He, yeah. I covered this on my news brief yesterday, but then I started thinking more about this, and I want to talk to you about it, like the the comedy of of this this whole scenario. So he's this, he swam in college as a man for two years, right. and then transitioned over to be a a woman, uh, and then is competing with them. And I never checked his stats as a as how he did as a man, um, or <laughs> I
1: think it was pretty good. Uh, I think I think I don't know exactly what they were, but he was a, a top swimmer on the on
0: the men's side of things. On the
1: men's side, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, and he's he is absolutely the best female swimmer on the team. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, and what what was hilarious about all this? So he had this. He he competed last week um, somewhere in Ohio. You know, a bunch of universities got together and competing against each other, and he won by thirty eight seconds. Yeah, like yeah. the next closest. Woman, he beat by 38 seconds.
1: 38, 38 seconds, right.
0: You know, imagine as he, you tap the wall, you know, he goes and taps the wall and yeah. and then just kind of waits there for 38 seconds. You know, yeah, gets off, like,
1: starts yeah, drying he time, off. He had time to towel off, you know, put on his robe.
0: Uh, you know, take, take some Gatorade.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> before, the, before second place even touched the wall. That,
0: that's right. I mean, 38 seconds. Uh, like the like the self-awareness that it takes to sit there for thirty eight seconds and you be excited about this victory over a bunch of I, women
1: yeah i I don't I don't understand it
0: no um, I, I I think that there's you know he's he gets out of the pool he's drying off you know his armpit hair drying off and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> taking, a, taking a sip of of his gatorade and and no one still touch i mean he, he must have lapped them like two like they must have been i don't know how long the laps were um but what uh probably at least a lap or two ahead of them for them to be you know,
1: 38 but, seconds it's like that's like a week that's that's yeah. like a week in, in, in swim
0: and in swim in swim time that's right and you know you're yeah, so anyways, that, that kind of got, got me a little giggly there.
1: Well, it's happening, though. The, the, the thing is that we're not talking about a parody. We're not talking about a skit, you know, on some late-night comedy show. This is a thing that's actually happening in our country, mm-hmm. where men are just declaring themselves to be women and then swimming on the women's team, and the women are putting up with it. That's the thing that kind of baffles me, is why would you... Why would you even swim under those conditions?
0: Because well, you? they aren't protected, and they don't—they probably don't feel protected, and they don't know—they can't cry foul. They got a whole university against them.
1: Hmm.
0: Wouldn't, wouldn't you think? I mean, they got a whole university culture. I mean, NCAA is against them.
1: Well, is it though? Because they're women, you know. They, you have a—you have an advantage being a woman, don't you? I mean, if, unless I'm completely out of touch with the way the culture's going but the man's what a woman about, what, he's what part of the them all women and right it's a, it's a collision of the it's uh intersectionality and yeah. so you've got all these intersectional groups that are colliding with one another now right. but it would be interesting if i was i don't know if i was a woman in the on the college swim team i think i would at least uh stage a you
0: would um, you'd lose walkout. you'd lose your scholarship because you're a hater I think so you're a hater. I think I, I mean these, it
1: would go to the guy it would go to the biological male that's not a guy would side with
0: it's not a guy <laughs> huh. well I think I don't think I mean the, the, you're right it's it's a bunch of gods colliding right now and right now um uh, the gods are kind of outward facing and fighting conservatives and Christians and so forth but once they kind of get past uh, some of the initial um outward fighting they're gonna they're gonna inwardly fight and the gods are going to collide and it's going to be a nasty battle hands down. So you got the gods of trans transgenderism, the gods of feminism are, are going to collide and they will, and it'll be ugly.
1: Well, and fortunately we won't be anywhere even in the arena Mm -hmm. with that. Yeah, no, Um,
0: we'll be watching. I'll have my beer in my right hand and cigar in my left hand. (laughs) Well, and
1: I, I would be, uh, I guess if i was a woman i wouldn't be at a at a university where where that wasn't where i wasn't protected i suppose yeah well it's at some level they're they're going to a university and they're probably being indoctrinated with uh pagan marxism
0: right anyway yeah and so well we we aren't clear clear thinking uh, all the way because i mean like how many conservative even christian kids conservatives one bucket conservative christian a, a sub bucket are sending their kids to these kind of colleges. Right. Yeah.
1: Right. And so I guess if you're going to go, if you're going to go to a, if you're going to go to Penn state, for example, and you're going to be on the swim team, then Mm. this is what you're, this is what you're going to contend with. And so, you know, best of luck to you, Uh, (laughs) but that's the world that you're, that you're signing up for.
0: All right. So for, for my monologue, you guys got to stick around after monologue, me and John are going to get in. John's got a speech he's going to deliver to you. So you got to stick around for that. Um, but, I, I've came up with a new name for my monologue. We're gonna call it the, the, the cannonball. Here we go.
1: It's not. It's not the tsunami anymore.
0: No, no, because I, I like that. All my noises are splashes. Okay. <laughs> so, my noise. For, my transition noise is a splash.
1: Right. So and, you have to name your you have to name your monologue according to the sound effects at your disposal.
0: I'm I'm limited. I'm very Got limited. <laughs> All right, so uh, for the cannonball, America's quasi socialism is why China's slavery still works. All right, that's the big thought. Let me back that up. When a country is in rebellion against God, her sin has ripple effects that, that not only span throughout her borders, but also will have international implications. We don't think about this. our government believes it's God, and because of that, our government thinks that it has unlimited authority in every area of our lives. This is not a surprise to those who see it, but think about it. What area does our government not have its grabby tentacles in? Education, your, your health, Well, COVID, prove that. Your car, wear your seatbelt. Your, your house, you got to have your screw, rock screws four inches apart. Your bank account, your children, education, and more. I mean, that list goes on. The government has tentacles in every one of those areas I just listed, and more. So when our government plays God and it believes it should, you know, regulate our economy as God, I, I oversee the economy, you know, deem loss God, the obvious impacts on you and me are felt and experienced in real time here. You know, we we gotta pay more taxes like right now. We're cross-politic is at the end of the year and we have to pay uh, taxes Um, cross-politic shocker. We have to pay taxes, but we're paying enough taxes to where cross-politic could actually hire a part-time employee this next year, which we desperately need, but we can't because we got to pay all these taxes. So I can't hire, I can't provide someone a job here at cross-politic that we desperately need because the government is all up in our taxes. But what if we, uh, but what we often miss is the ramifications that this has on other nations. I cannot hire my 11-year-old to fold shirts for you know, my clothing company, for Rowdy Christian Clothing, uh, which I'd love to do. I'd love to pay my 11-year-old to do that. I need shirts folded. In fact, in most states, you can't even hire a teenager until they reach the age of 16. Uh, and then once that teenager gets to, be, gets to that legal age of employment, the government then also tells me how much I have to pay that teenager. This process creates an artificial operating base or starting point and, and which in return precludes our economy from being able to participate in a real thriving manufacturing economy or insert, you know, other goods that other countries provide for us. Um, I lost my I lost my point, you know. I'm, I'm I'm working on reading the screen and and my screen jumped. Um on me.
1: I thought you were looking in I thought you were looking deep into my eyes when it, you did that. It looked
0: so good, didn't it? Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> I was sold. I was convinced.
0: So, we're precluded. Our our economy is precluding us from being able to participate in a real thriving kind of manufacturing economy. That's true. Trying to get it to work here. This is why we do this on waterbreak. Um, and, And because we have an artificial floor to our economy, this means we have to go to other countries for goods that we cannot build or manufacture here in the U.S. We buy our textiles from other countries because it's too expensive to manufacture them here in the U.S. We buy our electronics, like my monitor here, you know, like your iPhone from China because it's too expensive to manufacture our iPhones, our phones here in the U.S., so in our highly regulated economy that includes minimum wages, outrageous taxation policies, government regulations on manufacturing facilities and more, all contribute to our addiction to China's communistic economy. It's you would think about this. Um, we should be able to make our own t-shirts here in the US and it should be cheaper to make our own t-shirts or phones or whatever here in the US and not have to ship them, you know, Um, across the world to america it should be cheaper we don't have to do all the shipping and all this expensive boats and costs and so forth but it's still cheaper it's well known that china is a modern day slave driven economy that's what it is and we have created conditions in which china can use slave labor to produce our goods in fact we put pressure on them for that while at the same time we can pretend we have nothing whatsoever to do with that slave labor our government has its knee on our neck through our quasi-socialistic you know, socialistic economy and the international ramifications from this create the conditions in which China can enslave the, Uyghur, the Uyghurs to work for Apple. That's what we've done. And all our regulations and all our taxations and all our minimum wage and all our age labor laws have structured everything in such a way where China's slave-driven uh, economy is we're addicted to that whole process we need those ships we need those Yugers making those cell phones for us we need all that to support because our economy cannot you know dip under a certain level to be able to serve because we've we've propped it up so high hmm. what do you think john
1: uh well how much of that is the government and how much of that is our own personal, uh, greed and materialism. Mm -hmm. I mean, how much of that is us saying I can't live without an iPhone. I can't live without, uh, sneakers. I can't live without, um, going out to eat a certain number of times per week. Mm -hmm. Um, the i mean i i agree that that there is a there's an immorality and there's a paganism in the uh, in the government at work and artificially messing around with what the what the market would demand or mm-hmm.
0: or, or would do yeah
1: you know like if you paid your son you paid your 11 year old son uh two bucks an hour to fold sh- shirts or whatever mm-hmm. um Whatever was fair and equitable to your son and to you, that should be between you and your employees. Right. right. Mm-hmm. Um, And so, if it's if the government comes in and says, "No, you are mistreating your employees because you're not paying them what we think yep. the minimum wage should be," right. Yeah, that is immoral.
0: Right. Um,
1: well, and that's why
0: that's is- why I want to, I want to hit on the the big. I mean, I think greed that's a fine sin to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's also. Um, a a harder sin to identify because it it usually has to do with um, uh, um, what's going on in your heart. Um, And I think obviously there's a lot of greed around a a well-off nation like ours. I'm sure it's all around us. Um, But what I can see and what I know to be the lever that is um, allowing for a foreign country to manufacture all these goods and use expensive shipping methods to get them here to our country. And we, they can still produce a cheaper, better or cheaper product, not better, but um, cheaper product than us. And they still have to ship it thousands of miles to us. And we can't compete with their price because of their slave labor. I mean, that's, that's what we've, we've done there now because we, we've had minimum wage, which, Pops up things. We have regulations. Which makes it harder to. You know. Get into the business. Or to start a business. Or to. Um, it makes it more expensive. To make those goods and services. Because of the regulations. Um, we've just pushed our economy up so high. We can't even. You know. Make our own textiles. Our own right. electronics. Our own phones. Because of that. And yet. Right. A country. Thousands of miles away. Can make it. At a, at a cheaper dollar amount. Than we can. Um, that That's cattywampus now th- there is an argument in all this where um there are certain com- countries that are better at making different products or goods and services they have certain gifts certain natural resources stuff like that that we won't be able to compete with i'm not i'm not saying that that's not possible um but what i am saying is that our government has created the conditions where countries that have slave labor are allowed to exist um without our own competition. We can't even, we can't even create our own competition because we've regulated ourselves out of that, com- that competitive environment.
1: Right. Well, and I think the other thing that you're, that you're getting at is that on top of this minimum wage or this livable wage, as people are saying it, yeah. um, is this moral this sense of moral superiority, you know, that we, we actually care About poor people in this country. That's why we are demanding that minimum wage be $15 an hour because that's fair, and it and it will guarantee that they live above the poverty line. They'll be able to feed their children. They'll be able to make a, you know, a decent living. Um, Mm -hmm. And 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 there's this moral superiority about that. That we're like, look at look at how much we care about the downtrodden and the oppressed. But that's not true right. Uh we, we're not we don't care at all about the people thousands of miles away who are living well below the poverty line mm-hmm. and and we are benefiting from their labor yeah. because they're out of sight they're out of the country they're out of sight mm-hmm. and so we're it, it's this it, it's this fake um moral morality right. that tells us oh yes minimum wage is the government's way of taking care of poor people right. it's not right. there are millions of poor people that are allowing you to demand 15 an hour to flip hamburgers right um that's not because you're a good person and it's not because the government <laughs> right. is good it's because they're building that morality on the backs of millions of chinese people who are making three cents a day
0: mm-hmm. you know you know john i think I think you should run for president. <laughs> you like that? Just a segue. <laughs> that was so good, wasn't it, man? <laughs> uh, I think. I think you should run for president.
1: <laughs> well, uh, you know, Hillary actually read her her acceptance speech uh, yesterday. Did you read about that? No. You didn't.
0: No, I didn't.
1: Yeah, Hillary. Hillary is doing a masterclass. <laughs> She's doing a masterclass for like NBC or something like that.
0: Yes. Okay. And, yes. I And then she read her acceptance speech that she would have um, yes. uh, done in front of everybody. If she had beat Donald Trump, that's hilarious. <laughs> oh my goodness.
1: Yeah. She, she read her acceptance speech as she would have read it had she actually won the presidency. And so I realize that i have won as many presidential elections as hillary has and so so i wrote an acceptance speech
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, that i will that i will read to you i was inspired by hillary clinton to read my acceptance speech bring it to me uh, <clears throat> my fellow americans today you sent a message to the whole world that i am presidential material not good america not good <laughs> Our values endure, our democracy stands strong, but it is our rationality that I question. Rather than vote for an experienced candidate who campaigned effectively, you have elected a person whose name wasn't even on the ballot. (laughs) My fellow Americans, I question your judgment. The American dream is big enough for everyone. The dream of becoming president is in the hearts of many children growing up, but it wasn't in mine. I kind of wanted to be an astronaut until I realized how dangerous it is up in space. I was pretty happy doing comedy in obscure venues. And to be honest, politics bores me. Uh, Don't be surprised if my performance as commander in chief is hampered by my apathy for the job. What I'm saying is that the next four years are going to be tough for all of us. You were challenged to choose between two very different versions, visions of America. Neither of them were particularly good. Most of the problems that you face can't be fixed by politicians. I knew that, and that's the main reason that I didn't run for president. I'm both surprised and annoyed to be standing before you today. I'll do my best, but if you're anticipating that life will radically improve, let me encourage you to lower your expectations. My fellow Americans, you made a big mistake electing me. I'm opposed to 90% of the government programs currently operating. Vote for John
0: Brannion. Vote for John uh, (laughs)
1: Brannion. On day one, I will start to dismantle the socialist systems that many of you hold sacred. The euphoria of political victory will be short-lived. You who cheer me today will be wishing me dead by tomorrow. (laughs) And in closing, I'm reminded of the immortal words of Forrest Gump, who said, stupid is as stupid does. When you're cursing whatever gods you worship for inflicting my administration upon your family, I hope you will remember you brought this on yourselves.
0: (laughs) I got a crowd laughing. That's what I did. You know, know, John, what I liked about that was um, your very honest statement about um, that it's just not going to be good for anybody these next four years. and. Uh, and that's the, that's actually probably true for most presidents whenever they're elected. The next next four years, I'm I'm not going to make your life better. In fact, I'm going to give you more government. Is what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. That's good.
1: I wonder how many people are out there that would actually resonate with a speech like that. I wonder. I wonder if if you could actually run on a platform that says, yeah, this is going to be hard for all of us. And uh, if you're expecting me to come in and do anything that's going to radically improve your life, let's let's rein in those expectations a little bit. And let's just be honest. <laughs> you know, there's there's <laughs> a lot yeah. of big messes out there that have to be cleaned up <laughs> and it's going to hurt. And I don't know. I don't know if we're past the point where that would have any hope at all of, of working
0: you know it's a, it's a bad business model to over promise and under deliver mm-hmm. and um that is that's the pol- politician that wants to to constantly make all these promises constantly wants to um, you know I'm gonna fix your life I'm gonna make it better I'm gonna you know blah 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 right and uh and but the thing is like as voters we're like this kicked puppy. Um, you know we keep coming back and we're we're still pretty happy to come back too, right you know right. we get we get we vote for you we, you get in office and then you you kick us and then we come back and like like four years later and we for, we forgot that you kicked us right and there you go.
1: we vote for you again
0: you you should you're <laughs> that should be you know, you should run for president and your motto's um I kick puppies. Or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well,
1: my motto my motto would be I've thought about this. If I ran for president, it would be John Brandy for president. Why not? And that would just be <laughs> why
0: sports. not. Yeah. So my uh my buddy was in a philosophy class in college back in uh 2000, 2001 And the uh um final, midterm, something like that, the midterm or the final. Of, of the the test was you know he studied hard for it this is this is a real story I'm not I'm not joking here um, and he gets into class and the question and the, there's only one question on the test and the question was why and and he his his response was why not that that was it how do you do that was I, I you know I should ask him uh, it's been so long I can't remember uh, the result of that um, but I should actually. Uh, text him and ask him um how, how he did but th- th- yeah, there you go. John brainy, why not?
1: that would be i I, I heard a similar st- story about a philosophy professor whose test the final was uh describe or uh, how, how was the question? something about a chair. it was uh, you know prove prove the existence prove the existence of this chair. um and they were supposed to philosophically, Proved that the chair in the middle of the room was actually there. Wow! And the uh, it was proved that this chair does not exist. Proved that this chair does not exist. Okay. And the the only kid that that scored an A on the test, his answer was what chair? So, wow! That's what you do in philosophy class. What,
0: what university was this?
1: I don't know, probably Penn State. Probably <laughs> University of the, Pennsylvania. <laughs> University <laughs> of Pennsylvania, yeah. Where, where
0: a guy can beat a girl by 38 seconds.
1: Where men are women and women are men. And
0: and the self-awareness is...
1: Yeah, nobody raises their hand and goes, uh, what's going on here?
0: <laughs> did did he just win by 38 seconds? <laughs> no one asked that question. Right. Come on now.
1: 38 seconds. Um, well, yeah, I think that I have... I have have a a pretty cynical uh pessimistic outlook on life for the most part yeah you do multiple years ago i reasoned that people who are of good character this was back when we were complaining about bill clinton and we were complaining about uh the good old days the good old
2: days right the good old (laughs) days
1: when when politicians were uh no different but we were complaining about character, you know, character matters, character magic. And, and I reasoned at that time that by the time you get to a level where you're actually seriously being considered for president of the United States, you have to have compromised a load of principles um, yeah. in order to even get there. Mm-hmm. Because y- you watch the guys in the, in the earlier stages of the campaigning when they're trying to jockey for position to see who's going to get to be the candidate right and and the ones that get thrown out almost immediately are the ones who stand up for their faith their religion you know the the values Mm. that they genuinely have Mm -hmm. um they get they get thrown out because they're they're cast as well you're you're not a president who would be for all the people Mm -hmm. because you are so you are so myopic you're so narrow in your beliefs that yeah. you're not going to be able to relate to the to the widespread needs of the entire country.
0: Next so, show, next show, John. We should do yeah. um, make up come up with a list of uh, presidential slogans um, that <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make homosexuality sinful again. <laughs> you know. Just just ca- campaign slogans that you know are going to get you canceled, you know? There you go.
1: Yeah. Just pre- presidential slogans for people who don't want to be president.
0: <laughs> That's right. But still care about truth. Right. That's good. We'll we'll do that. Next show. Next water break, hold us accountable. Write that down, John. There's the pen. Hey man. Here's my pen. Have a Merry Christmas, John. Good good hanging with you. Uh, and tell, uh, you know, make sure you guys If you want to support Rowdy Christian Media Join our club during Christmas We got a great man box coming out to you guys uh, Also go to RowdyChristian.com We got some great uh, beautiful little uh, uh, Fight, Laugh, Feast bracelets For the lady in your life Uh, so go to rowdychristian.com for that. Go to fight, laugh, feast, or flfnetwork.com to sign up for our club, support what we're doing. Really appreciate it. We're heading into 2022 and we have a lot of plans and need a lot of help and support. So please join our club. It, It helps us in great ways. And so, uh, until next time, catch our show Sunday night until Sunday night, uh, love God and go fight, laugh, and feast. This is the water break.
2: Cancel culture is real. CrossPolitik is on the front lines of this battle with the goal of creating a Christian television network and platform where we can't be canceled and where content creators will have the freedom to glorify God. Our goal is to create a space for like-minded businesses to thrive on this platform and to reach an audience that will not only buy your products and services but also support your business when the heat of cancel culture comes your way. We want our platform to help you create an anti-fragile business as we bring together Christians from all over the world to tune in. With millions of downloads a year, access to DirecTV, Xfinity, and social media outlets, we are excited to partner with you. So if you own a business and believe in this vision, then you need to call me. I'm Garrison Harney and I am the business development rep at Cross Politic and the Fight Laugh Feast Network. We are looking for businesses, large or small, that not only have great products and services, but also understand that the cultural battle that is impacting the business climate here and now. I have a background in marketing and I'd love to help you advertise your business on Cross Politic. Give me a call at 208-792-1290 or email me at garrison at fightlaughfeast.com.